I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Football management is a notoriously stressful job. I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. The hours are long, the commitment is total, and it is almost guaranteed that at some point you will be sacked. Less than 90 minutes after the full-time whistle sounded at Craven Cottage, Aston Villa have sacked Steven Gerrard. If you're unlucky, this won't be just any sacking. This could be total public humiliation. Yoel apparently learned his fate straight after last night's defeat in the UEFA Cup. But during the match, it seems that fans in the ground already knew. You are never safe, not during a game, not when you're on live TV. Whilst we've been on air this evening, Gus has been told that his contract has been terminated. And not even on your birthday. You're not safe if you're Carlo Ancelotti. I was sacked everywhere. You're not safe if you're Jose Mourinho. Back in football as soon as possible. I'm always in football. <laughs> And you're definitely not safe if you're Neil Warnock. I went straight in next morning to get to clear my desk and couldn't get in the training ground. You won the league? Cool. Didn't win the Champions League though, did you? Sacked. Only been there two days. Too bad. Chairman doesn't like you. Sacked. In charge of Watford and things are going well aside from a relatively minor setback. Get out. Sacked. It leads us to ask: Does it really have to be this way? Must club owners keep doing this? Should somebody produce a list of the worst examples of the form so we can all learn from them and have a laugh for half an hour? Yes. So make sure your CV is up to date and practice your interview technique because you never know when you're getting sacked in the morning. This is the Football Rambles Guide to How Not to Sack a Manager. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell, and I'm Vidushan Hunter Raja. 
Hello, everybody. Glad you could join us for this guide, too. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a good one. Before we uh, get to our opinions and whatnot, we asked the good listeners yourselves on Twitter, if you were a football club owner, how would you sack a manager? Uh, Sam and Jim, not you, uh, both separately said, fortune cookie. I like that. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. You get a little biscuit as well. Yeah. Magic eight ball would be another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Similar vibe, Vish, isn't it? Well, no, because you know what the message is that's going to be coming out of the fortune cookie if you've organised it. Could, oh, could you, you plant a um, plant it in like a local horoscope? Just ask Russell Grant. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Steve. Mm-hmm. Um, Mystic Meg says Steve Bruce will be sacked, <laughs> and now is the day. Yeah. Yeah. If you read back, she says that every other month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Adam Clayton said, uh, "Throw a surprise party." With a replacement manager ready to pop out of a giant cake. Nice. Yeah, I like that. Do you? Yeah. Do you really like that? <laughs> yes. It's a yes. Waste. Is, it, is it wicked? <laughs> it's a waste of cake. It's a waste of cake. Uh, make no, because sure you pop out. This is a common misconception. You pop out of a fake bit of cake. Mm. Oh, yes, because no party's complete without a fake bit of cake, <laughs> is it? Well, no, you have a decoy cake. <laughs> <laughs> parties do you go to just is... where I do, you know no one wants to eat a cake that a, a human being's yeah. been inside that's what I mean that's hence it would be a waste of cake if it was okay fine decoy cake we'll leave it at that Steve John Harry says tell them the fixture has been moved you'll see it on TV and go WTF oh yeah I, I, it's fanciful Steve but I suppose it is in the spirit of what we're doing so I'm reluctant to chastise and if that works if the manager hasn't spoken to anyone involved with the team mm. between being told that and the game actually going ahead it deserves to be sacked. Absolutely. Yeah, he deserves should know, it, should yeah. know the fixtures. He should know the fixtures. Absolutely right. Right, everybody. We have a step-by-step guide uh, as to how not to sack a manager. So if you have a football club owner, listen up. So, step one, resist the knee jerk. We mm. do see this, don't we? That, that, that there's a, you know, And Premier League can be brutal. Uh, we know this. That, that, that Sometimes you have what may be described as irresponsible owners who demand, demand, demand. And there's a particular result maybe they wanted. There's a particular performance they wanted. Maybe they themselves feel somewhat humiliated or whatever. Or there's been words in the press and perhaps even the manager has, has, has not fully uh, succumbed to the, uh, to, the, the, to the chairman's demands or whatever it may be. And boom, they're gone. Um, we should talk about Watford again, I think. Yeah, I think we'll just get straight to Watford <laughs> in this. Which we just name some managers? Kiki Sanchez Flores. There's one. Walter Mazzari. Yeah. Marco Sir El- Silva. Sir Elton John. <laughs> you know, they've all... But they've cycled through so many, you could easily just forget them. Yes. Like you... in the last decade. Yeah. I mean, did, did all of them get sacked? They, they, they definitely were there and then left. I don't think there's been anyone that's taken another job there, has there maybe? Yeah, perhaps. But the, but, but Nigel Pearson is where we, we, we come to now. Um, and of course, uh, Pearson joined Watford when they had won just one of 15 games and were seven points adrift of safety in December 2019. And, and he had a pretty quick impact there. He made them a lot more solid. He was wearing that... Um, Sort of vest, you know, like a like a security guard would, you know, an unofficial yeah. security guy would wear, like an armored gilet. A bit like an armored <laughs> gilet is a perfect description. Yeah, maybe he wears them now in case a pack of wolves attacks him when he's on holiday. Yeah, or which did happen. It did, for, for yeah. anyone first hearing about this, he was he was attacked by a, a, a group, of, like a pack of wild dogs. While was he on a bike or was he hiking? He was he was on his own in in the mm. in the hills, and he had to like where was he? Like Romania or something, somewhere like that. Yeah. He had to kill one, didn't he? I think he had to literally <laughs> beat them off. I don't know if he... careful. Jim. Come on, <laughs> and again, but. Uh... <laughs> 
<laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I don't think he killed one of them. I think, did he not, like, did he With not... kindness, by the sounds of it. <laughs> did Nigel Pearson... Yeah, he gave I'm one... I'm expecting a... this is going to fill in <laughs> he gave, killer dog. He gave one a right-hander. Um, <laughs> but no, I, did he not use nettles? Did he not hide in the nettles? So they're a bit like, oh, we get stung. We're not, well, okay, fine. You, you're lucky you are. Imagine, imagine looking that man in the eye and telling him he's lost his job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but yeah, so, but that, he, he definitely improved uh, at Watford. Um, they beat Liverpool in, um, in February 2020. Uh, and uh, that was, of course, Liverpool's first loss in 45 games. You remember that one? Yeah, that was remarkable. It was utterly remarkable. We all thought they were going to go the season unbeaten. So yes, the season resumed after the pandemic of course there were three points above the relegation zone with two games to go and he was sacked and yeah. the two games were Manchester City and Arsenal and obviously they lost them both and went down but that is the that is the that is an example I mean it's funny when so much football happens I can't quite remember the details maybe <laughs> there was a, a disagreement we'll yeah, say well I mean Gino Pozzo is a famously disagreeable man isn't Indeed. he and hence Watford are in this situation all the time anyway uh-huh. um, a frank I, exchange of views I remember being said at the time can you imagine that I, must have been incredibly and frank it can't have been the first time no I, well I don't know maybe that's it maybe maybe they kept each other they were kept apart well exactly or, or walked on relative eggshells around each other knowing mm. that the first eruption uh, would, would lead to, yeah. to some sort of parting of ways. And so it proved to be. He did an incredible job there as well, didn't he? Yeah, well, as I say, they, they were still in... It was in their own hands, I think, or, you know, to stay up. And, of course, they went down. They obviously went, right, we've got two massive games. Let's go for the old new manager bounce. Didn't work, did it? Um, further up the table, or, or, or the pyramid, perhaps, would be a more accurate thing to say, Chelsea have been traditionally uh, rather trigger-happy when it comes to managers. And oddly, a system that's kind of worked for them. Well, it works when you have a lot of money. There you go. And basically, you have a transfer system behind them that can um, operate independently without yeah. the manager. I think the second the second part is particularly crucial. Yeah. Because, I mean, don't QPR have a lot of money or do they lose it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows anymore? But they're an established force, aren't they? It's a little bit like what we say about Manchester United in terms of, you know, they're too big to go bust. Mm. Um, and like in a football context, Chelsea aren't really going to drop out of that bracket. Even so, even if you if you look at Graham Potter right now, yeah. he's probably the most surprising manager they've had in a while. But it makes perfect sense. Bear in mind, it's the first appointment after the Abramovich era as well. Mm-hmm. But if he was sacked at the end of the season, we'd be a bit like, oh, that's a bit unfair. But we'd go on with it maybe 24 hours later. Yeah. And they, yeah. I, I think they... That will happen. Yes. Like that, that <laughs> I'm amazed you've given him to the end of the season. Well, <laughs> yeah. Maybe not this season, but he uh, will be unceremoniously sacked yes, at some point yeah. within probably three years. Well, that's right. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you've done there. And they've, they've normalised it, haven't they? Totally. Well, Even Car- among their fan base as well, which is the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, Carlo Ancelotti, Premier League and FA Cup double in 2009-10, finished second behind Manchester United in 2010-11 and was then sacked, replaced by Andre Villas-Boas. Which and that in particular, it seems ah, oh, there's a there's a there's a younger, shinier model on yeah, the market kind yeah. of thing. Whereas of course Ancelotti then off he goes and does you know wins a couple of Champions Leagues here and there or whatever it is. Spurs have been quite clever with this actually, haven't they? Because they've had a, a well, essentially a sort of cavalcade of of former Chelsea managers where they've gone, yeah, you just get used to London there, and then um, give us a call when you fancy being treated like a human being. Has it worked out for Spurs? In a, in a sense, Vias yeah. Boas. 
Yeah, Jose Mourinho. Look, we'll find they out. They got when... to a League Cup final. Yeah. And as I remember it, they all had a perfectly lovely time. And uh, Conte being there is a good thing. It's a boon. Conte, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Give me that. Okay. Too cool in two years' time. Look, it's yeah. coming up. Exactly. That should, I mean, they really <laughs> should be thinking perhaps less than two years' time if uh, yeah, things don't maybe uh, go. But Conte himself, of course, won uh, uh, the 2016-17 Premier League title in his first season in English football. Sacked at the end of the following season, even though they won the FA Cup. That year, FA Cup is just not important to Chelsea yeah. hierarchy, no, is it? No, it's not. The fans, obviously, it's always important, and it's great to win a trophy. But I mean, do you remember uh, Lux? Uh, uh, what's his name? Wanderley Luxemburger. Yes, for Real Madrid. Yeah, when he did he win the Champions League and he got sacked? No, it wasn't. I think they've done this twice. Oh, was it Del Bosque? It, it was, no, Del Bosque won La Liga. Yeah, a couple of days later, they won one. Signed David Beckham. <laughs> well, it was felt like they won. Yeah, because Barcelona were they yeah. were going to get him and so. On. And then a couple of days after that, Perez sacked Del Bosque because yeah. he was thinking, "Well, he should have won the Champions League." So it's, I mean, they're a ridiculous example and an outlier. But I think that's the most egregious example of this. But well, are they an outlier? I mean, in terms of like they, they are quite rare now, but. PSG, yeah, pretty much true, like that. True, Man City, have done it like that. Pave the way to how to constantly be worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, Should you keep a manager who's just kind of going through it, the motions? It, it and... works for Chelsea if you take away the names of the managers and you just look at the trophies they won yeah. over that time. It it works. Yeah. Well, some, sometimes owners don't know best, though. No, Jim. Uh, we go to Denmark. FC Copenhagen sacked uh, Roland Nilsson after six months in January 2012. They were four points clear at the top of the Danish Superliga. Sporting director Carsten Jensen took over, who described it as the easiest job in Danish football. And that's often said, isn't it, with, with certain jobs, you know, I, I don't know, maybe Benfica or FC Port. Oh, you know, you, your mother could manage them or some bollocks like that. Um, he then squandered the lead and Copenhagen finished as runners-up. And to add insult to injury, it was the first season where the Danish champions automatically <laughs> qualified <laughs> for the Champions League. God, that is such a... Little slugs. That is such an exec decision, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> And he he will he'll have found ways to not take responsibility for that yeah. ever since. It would have been everyone else's fault somehow. They should have talked me out of it. Yeah, or he should have wrapped up the league before I took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Roland Nilsson, a hugely decorated footballer in you know, yeah. you know, over hundred caps for Sweden, played in the Premier League and so on. He's like, a big name as well. And he, oh, but do you think that that's something that perhaps we don't ever think about is I don't know. The, the, will the, Todd Bowley do that? Yeah. <laughs> Almost certainly. Yes. <laughs> I, th- I think he might. Oh, yeah. Well, like take over as manager. Just interim. He just fancies bit, it. Yeah, he does. He's a bit too hands-on. seems that sort of character. Yeah. And, and I he'll say think... it's, it's, his, it's his... If you're listening, Todd, it's your plaything. Mm-hmm. The people yeah. who support it don't matter. Mm-hmm. It's all about you. Do it. Yeah. Big Flash American takes over from Russian guy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Two, timing is everything when sacking a manager. Don't be irresponsible. Like, you know, don't sack Gus Poye while he's on the BBC as a pundit live. Don't do that. It's one of the most, in- like, I, th- I don't think we think about this enough. It's one of the most incredible things we've seen in our time doing this podcast. It's so disrespectful. It's a, it's a both big shout. Of, of Brighton, who, who sacked him, mm. but also of the BBC. To to bring this up with him on air, they're in a difficult spot. I though. don't think they are. Yeah, but they are though, Jim, because because everyone, you know, in 2013, social media is in full flow. Twitter, da 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 da. A lot of people watching. What? So they have to humiliate him on TV? No, they would, they would have run it by him. I maintain they would have run it by him. Yeah, I don't think he would have. If you watch the clip back, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, but he's not going to suddenly go. Well, obviously, I've had uh, 20 minutes to think about this, and I'm now over it. Um, it was at half time that they announced it, so maybe they could have waited at full to full time and given him that extra. I, I just think, Jim, that there's a lot of people who would have been watching it who would have been aware of what was going on and thinking, "Well, he's been sacked." Like, yeah, but what Gus Poirier said at the time, um, through gritted teeth, he looked very angry, and he seemed angry with the BBC as well. He was saying, "You know, this is an interesting thing. I don't think we've ever ever seen it before. This will be probably be remembered forever. It's very good for the BBC, things like that." And I think that's the mm, case. Okay. Like, I, I think it's they essentially kind of almost made it like a Guy Goma moment, like something that people remember forever and we'll always talk about. And I just think that's really out of order. Well, well, how about this then? So Mark Chapman, who's obviously a superb presenter, said, and he's it's been put on him to do this, uh, while we've been on air, Gus Boyd has been told that his contract has been terminated at Brighton and Hove Alden. Now, he was actually suspended at the time from the club, so maybe it didn't come as a huge surprise to him because he thought, well, that, this is inevitable. But... Uh, Chapman went on to say and you found out Gus because a member of our production team printed off the statement and gave it to you even Joan's seen it 
Yeah, it's properly that, isn't it? It really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is how you find out no one likes your gas. Yeah. Like it, feels like, it feels like that. It feels really pointed. It's horrible. Remember the production team? Like, I've never really thought about it in the, in the way that you framed it. But to be fair, I'm, yeah. I've, I'm leaning a bit more towards that now. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, absolute, yeah. I think that's the ultimate example of how not to do it. Mm. Um, yeah, they did sort of talk about it. But my, I mean, maybe Poyet wanted to talk about it. And although, yeah, actually, no, I think, yeah, it's a bad thing to do. <laughs> I think we're all agreed now. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, yeah. But not too dissimilar um, was what happened to uh, Saka Yaspor coach uh, Sabam Yildirim, who was fired on a Turkish radio phone-in by a member of the board in 2011. BBC blood their hands again. <laughs> Turkish 606. <laughs> BBC Turkey. <laughs> Can you imagine that? We're having a phone-in. Get your calls in. Hang on, that voice sounds familiar. Yeah. Is he listening? <laughs> I'll ring him afterwards, but just to, if you are listening, you are yeah. sacked. That, that is unbelievably unnecessary and yeah. unprofessional. I Can I say, I'm surprised... It's a phone that, Wait for the phone-in to be finished. I am surprised... He, that, that owner wants everybody to know, I'm yeah. the big dick. Nah, 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 nah. You know, like um, Jamie Carragher or Frank Lampard, there are other examples of, of footballers calling up phone-ins and doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm generally... Given how precious a lot of owners are and people in in boardrooms, with mm. the, certainly around football, well, actually, maybe full stop, everywhere else as yeah. well... Um, you only have to see what's happening on Twitter, for example. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm I'm genuinely surprised that someone's ego hasn't got the best of them. They've called and been like, "Well, yeah, like we are sacking him. Managers, you, yeah, we are we are going to yeah. seriously look into his yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. job because a lot of them can't help themselves, and for a lot of them, it is all about PR, which yeah. is exactly why this guy calls up and tries to curry favour in this manner mm-hmm. by throwing the manager under the bus. Ridiculous. So yeah, so don't sack a manager when a manager's working as a TV pundit, and 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 even perhaps. Perhaps even worse than that, don't sack the manager halfway through managing a game, yeah. which of course that honour is reserved for former Spurs boss Martin Yoll. Because in the second half of that game, because it obviously was sacked at half time, he still oh. got to go out and take the team. At that point, he is just a bloke. Well, the thing is, though, like by the but, side of the but pitch. you're not sacked, though, are you? In a in a sort of a very kind of practical sense. So, so I don't think he was. So he knew he was going to be sacked. Yeah, so he knew before the game that he was going to be sacked. Oh, the substitutions I would make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Subkeepers coming on up front. Uh, who you... Goalkeepers going up front. Yeah. Shortest players going in goal. Uh, it looks like they're playing a, a one-one-eight now. We're going to put uh, going to put two players in goal. You know, you get a big fine for that. Yep. Absolutely, I know that. And Ma- you get Ma- in, in you go. Martin, are you wearing shin pads? <laughs> Just you wait. Big yells coming up. <laughs> Is that Dick I'd, and Cocker there, yeah? I'd be, <laughs> I'd be contesting headers by the technical area. Oh, that <laughs> Kicking your own players. Richard Keyes would be fuming. Oh, <laughs> he would be. He really would be. Oh, it depends, though, because if he thinks you're a good football man, then he would yeah, be, he'd be all he for it. He wouldn't think that. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, definitely I would, uh, if it was the current Spurs team, it would be like, and... Uh, Looks like um, Martin Yell's coming on under the name Ryan Sessignon. I don't understand what's happening here. But, the, uh, but I suppose the point about this is that, yeah, like maybe it was agreed. Well, yeah, sounds like it was agreed before the game. Mm. But the the information filtered out at half time to the extent that when he came back for the second half, the camera was just focusing on him, trying to gauge yeah. anything at all. Yeah. And it really perpetuated this idea that he was sacked at half time. Right, yeah. And it was so badly managed in that regard mm. because. You know, I mean, the, the the most recent example, and to be fair, an example which feels like a bit of a throwback, not least because of what happened to Martin Yole, but because of 
the nature of these dealings anyway and social media and things like that. Mm-hmm. But Gerard getting sacked after well, so soon after the ha- villain. to get on the bus. Yeah. Knowing. Yeah. It's, it, it, it really is humili- humiliating. But it's, it seems such a common thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know why clubs don't think about... You know, the people mm. that they work with, yes. and the, 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 the yeah. you know the, the effects that's that's going to have on them. Yes, yeah, it's, it's yes, it's a brutal game, and we know that you know sackings are, can can be quite harsh in terms of jobs being terminated. But you can manage the circumstances of it in a sensitive way, and so many clubs just don't. Again, they just have a bit of heart. What about Trevor Francis being sacked? By Crystal Palace on his 49th oh, birthday. Yeah, but this is this is so sad. I know. But his response to Chairman Simon Jordan uh, when when he was told the news was, "But it's my birthday." <laughs> it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's so you can imagine him sounding like a little mouse when uh, he said that. Yeah, they, like I mean, a really it, expensive mouse, the first one million pound mouse. And he's just no, <laughs> nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine pound mouse. Is that right? Apparently, was so, he not yeah. quite a mill? That's that's what people say nowadays. So in my in my head. Um, we know it's his birthday in this kind of set piece I've created because he's got his cake there yeah. with the candles lit. Oh, and he said, <laughs> yeah. And he said, but it's my birthday. Yeah. And the chairman blows out the candles. <laughs> <laughs> and it says on the cake, like in yeah. the thick of it, happy birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the staff come in and just start stamping on balloons. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right, clear all this out. Oh, dear. They'd beaten Grimsby 4 1 the week before. Are you, are you beat a team like Grimsby Town 4 1. And clearly, it's not enough to keep your job. Um, but yes, it, it, it can be very, very harsh. Step three, don't rush. Some managerial downfalls are absolutely brutal and, and, and draining and very lengthy. Others others are not, of course. Sometimes they can be quick. Perhaps the quickest was uh, Leroy Rosinha's reign at Torquay. Um, according to him, lasted 10 minutes. He was appointed in May 2007, but then chairman Mike Bateson sold 51% of the club to a consortium 10 minutes later. Busy day. Yes. Rosinha said the first thing they did was uh, relieve him of his duties. He said, I went down, did the press conference, and Mike rang me about 10 minutes later. I thought he was joking, but he said, you're not going to believe this, but they've given me the offer I want, so just hold tight and we'll get it all sorted. Um, Rosinha was uh, surprisingly... Uh, understanding at the time considering he said it was a shock but we had a good laugh about it obviously they thought I'd done a fantastic job after 10 minutes and let me go they're going to sort me out uh, with a little bit of compensation you would hope so yeah. I mean fair play to him for and Torquay's taking not, it like that Torquay's like a far away it's not in the centre of the country do you know what I mean you, you, you're going to need to get more than one train <laughs> at least expense my travel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe that's what the compensation yeah. was it's, it, it, it's crazy isn't it uh, step four everybody focus on the results Julian uh, Lopetegui uh, was sacked by Spain three days before the 2018 World Cup because Real Madrid announced him as Zinedine Zidane's successor. And they went out in the last 16 Perez to again. Yeah, Perez fired just, Lopetegui. Just causing absolute havoc everywhere. He, well, he, Perez fired him a few months later at Real Madrid. Of course he did. Which was, but it's, it, that's a funny one with international managers because um, Bobby Robson, who later became Sir Bobby Robson, before the 1990 World Cup, I think he'd agreed a job, hadn't he? And he got chastised for that. And he was yeah. a bit like, well, come on. It doesn't mean to say my focus is... In fact, yeah. you could argue I'm going to give it my all. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be comfortable in the job. And then, of course, you know, old uh, old Svenis, the fake shake, yeah. uh, was talking. He he recently in an interview denied that he was going to take the job. Um, and when Sven denies something, you know that uh, you need to listen to him and believe him. But, you know, he, he, he suffered... <laughs> we got so far in this, didn't we? <laughs> 27 minutes on the clock there. Yeah. Um, just focus on those, focus on the results, focus on those quarterfinals. Come on. And Sven uh, was a man of focus, wasn't he? 
laser-guided focus at time. Uh, what about Malcolm Crosby? Uh, initially appointed only as caretaker manager of Sunderland back in 1992, reached the FA Cup final, so they gave him the job permanently. In February, this is so harsh, in February 93, not long after, of course, they were due to play away at Tranmere Rovers, but the game was called off due to a waterlogged pitch, which seemed to happen a lot in the sort of 80s and 90s, yeah. I think, much less so now, technology and whatnot. Um, a pools panel, so a panel of experts, which gives a decision on the outcome of a postponed game for the purposes of those who used to bet on them for the pools, uh, decided Sunderland would have lost, and he was sacked as a result. Sorry. Astonishing. That's... I mean, sh- it, surely you could sue them. I, I, well, the suing culture wasn't there during no, it was the early 90s. Yeah. But I just find that like, because often you hear the manager's got one last game. Yeah. One last game. And, uh, you know, the famously, of course, Manchester United. With, Mark uh, Robbins. Mark Robbins scoring the goal, blah, 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 blah. I'm sure there's a lot of these sliding doors moments. And I think sometimes one can think, no, that can't be right. But a decision has to be made at some point. And of course, if there is a better result, you might think, well, okay, maybe we, we like the manager or we, okay, let's So this see. stood for the league, yeah? yeah. Uh, no, that, no, just apparently in the betting. So he was sacked off the back of what? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah. It was just said something had to go on the form. I mean, I, so the company made a decision <laughs> and the chairman's gone, that'll do. Yeah, We've I been mean, looking for a reason. I, I suspect that the, the folklore of this. Imagine <laughs> someone listened to our preview show on a Friday. <laughs> And we're like, oh, well, it doesn't look good for them. I was like, what? Ralph, off you go. Look, Ed, look Eddie, I, don't, I know think you, I think it's going to be going brilliantly. But, but, Pete, but Pete Donaldson reckons you might get t- turned over on the weekend. <laughs> you you lose 7 nil to Nottingham Forest. <laughs> for no reason whatsoever, just because Forest well, are due. So well. I'm, I'm sorry, mate, it's an unacceptable result. Maybe. You have to go. I mean, perhaps when this story's been passed down through the years, maybe that that has been somewhat in, uh, embellished a bit. I don't know. But he was sacked after... After uh, well, after, yeah, after that game wasn't played, uh, <laughs> so unbelievable. yes, how much of that is true? We'd like to think all of it. Perhaps there's some of it. Perhaps there's none of it. But don't let it get in the way. Sorry, mate. We got smashed on FIFA the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna have to pack your bags. <laughs> oh dear, gentlemen. I think I think so. Yes. To to, to sum up, uh, if you are a football owner, resist the knee jerk. Uh, timing is everything. Don't do it when they're on the telly or or you know in a phone in. Uh, don't rush. Crying out loud and focus on the results, the actual results, not the uh, um, you know predicted results. So there we are. Thank you very much for joining us uh, on another Football Ramble Guide Two. Remember, we want your ideas for what we talk about next. If you fancy learning more about one of football's recurring oddities or one of its age-old truths, then get in touch and tell us. Email show at footballramble.com or tweet us at Football Ramble with your suggestions. Thank you very much, Jim. Thank you. Thank you, Vish. Well, it's my birthday. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. See you next time. Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.